Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Whether it be for come today to worship the God who gave us the moms, whether it be for a season, whether it be for just a short time, or they're still in our life. I don't know your story. I don't know your circumstance. Maybe you're a mom wanting to be a mom, desiring to, 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 to do that. And I know this is a sensitive day for many in the room because, uh, yes, we're, we're celebrating and we're emphasizing moms on this day. But for many, this is a difficult day. But here and now, man, more than anything else, we just want to worship the God that has given us some kind of a motherly figure in our life. We want to worship the God that has has given these mothers that motherly instinct. Maybe you've never been a natural mother, but in so many ways, you have mothered so many other people and impacted so many other people, however and whatever that looks like for you. We're just going to praise God today. We're going to worship God. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill this atmosphere. So would you bow your heads? Will you close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, we we pray that song. We pray that and believe it and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just be so welcome and so tangible that we could feel and know your presence in this place. No matter the things going on in our life, no matter the struggles getting here today, no matter the the, the challenges that, that have been faced, God, we just pray that we would be present in your presence. God, thank you for that. Thank you that you care, that, that you know every detail of our life. Thank you that you know about our moms. You know about being a mom or, or, or the, the, the lack thereof, God. Whatever the circumstance, Jesus, we just come and we say thank you for coming to this place. Fill us, I pray. Anoint this message, I pray. Bless us as we get into your word. Speak through me, your messenger, I pray. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said... Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Let's give this worship team and Jesus a round of applause this morning as you find your seat. Thank you, band, for, uh, for leading us. And, and as Mikey mentioned, here's the connection card. This little simple tab right here, uh, you keep this part. This kind of has our growth track. This is the path that we like to help people get on to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose. That's what we talk about on Growth Track Day. Finding out what your gifts are, where you're, where you're gifted specifically, and, and getting plugged in to make a difference. It's because of uh, a team of people that gather together every single week that we even have church in this elementary school cafeteria. Can we give them a round of applause this morning for everything they do? Man, they, uh, they put a lot into the effort of this, and the worship band is amazing, and, and uh, we just, it, it, it comes together every single week, one way or the other, it always does, and so I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you, but moms, if you fill this out, even if you filled it out a hundred times before, fill it out again, give us your name, phone, and email. If you have a prayer request, you can put it on there, and on your way out to the left uh, of the, the welcome table, on your way out, just turn this in, trade it in, and you'll get a manicure gift certificate for a manicure. No, it's not a coupon. It's not a discount. It's literally, if you go in, now if you want them like gel things and all the extra things, maybe the French or whatever, you may have to pay the lady extra. But the nail salon right here on the corner of 152 and 157 has uh, uh, helped us to give you guys, each and every mom in the room, uh, a manicure, okay? Because we appreciate you. So let's give moms one more round of applause today. 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so do that today, and we are thankful for each and every one of you. Well, we're in the series that uh, has been focusing for the last couple of weeks on Speak Life. And as we get into that this morning, I want to I just ask you this question, or actually make this statement, this comment. What if I told you that you are where you are today because of the words that you say? What if, you are, what if I told you that you are where you are today because of the words that you say? Would you believe that? Would you receive that today? I mean, think about it. Maybe at first you're like, no, I don't know. But you're in church today. You know why you're in church today? Because you said, I'm going to go to church today. Right? You said that. You told somebody that. You told your, your significant other. You posted it on social media. Or you just told yourself, I'm going to church today. And maybe you didn't feel like it. But you're here today because of that. Right? Everybody agree with that? Are you guys awake this morning? Let me hear you. All right, all right. So you're here because of that. Okay, here's another one. For those of you that are married, that you are where you are today because of the words that you say. And it's for, for many times, it's usually the man, and it's four words in a sentence, in a question mark. It's, will you marry me? Those four words together created a couple, created a marriage. You are where you are today because of the words you say. Am I right? Here's another one for me. This is me personally. I'm where I am specifically today right here on this stage uh, because a couple of years ago, God put it on my heart that we were going to plant a church in a school. So I am where I am because I said we're going to plant a church. And it so happens that we're going to do it in this school that we're sitting in, Norma Butler Bassard Elementary. And, and some of you, many of you have, have come today because of that same very reason that you've said, I want to go help this guy plant a church in a school today. Because of the words you say, you are where you are today. Are you with me on this this morning? Moms to your kids. Your kids are where they are today because of the words you say. Am I right? Your kids are where they are today because of the words you say. Maybe you said it to them yesterday. I had to say it one time yesterday. Uh, I heard my wife say it one time yesterday to one of our daughters. I won't pick them out, but she said, go to your room. And she went to her room. She is where she is today because of the words that were said. Or you don't feel like it. Your kid doesn't go, feel like it. They don't want to do it. But you're going to school today. Oh, no, no, no. I know that trick. You're going to school today. And they are where they are today because of the words that you say to them. Uh, in addition to that, though, some of you, and for your adult kids or high school or middle age, your kids that are developing and growing and maybe a little bit uncertain of themselves, not certain of the future, what the plans are, your kids are where they are today because of the words you say when you say, I believe in you. And your kids are because you say you can do this. And I believe in you. Your kids are serving our country. They're entering the workforce. They're going to college. They're making the grade. They're winning the game. They're doing all of these things. Why? Because of the words that you say. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's where we're going this morning. That's what we're talking about. That's what we've been talking about in this Speak Life series, focusing on the power of our tongue and how our words play such an important role in our life. When we were designing the background for this series, the idea came up of a dandelion. This was when we were kind of processing and thinking through, like, what would be the theme or what would be the image that would go along with this? It was the dandelion. I think we have that. There is, it, was, it was kind of a cool image because it, it portrayed, like, that your words are like these small seeds that can break loose and they can go anywhere and everywhere. And sometimes they go to places you never planned. And, and yeah, it kind of made sense at first. But then, like, after thinking about it a little bit, like, um, 
have you ever heard of anybody really suffering major harm from a garden weed? I mean, seriously. And of all garden weeds, that's the number one. That's my favorite one. I never was disappointed when I found a dandelion. I was never like, oh, there's a dandelion. When I was a kid, I was always like, sweet, a dandelion. And my mom didn't want me to do it because she knew what it would do. But I would take that dandelion and I would blow on it and it would spread the seed everywhere. So I'm saying that to say, like, yes, it spreads and it goes to places where you can't take it back. But that's the funnest weed ever. That's a weird thing to say, right? I, I, if y'all, <laughs> never mind. So he came up with this image and we talked about it and it made total sense. We talked about this other image and I think we have it. Do you guys have that one? There it is. The wave. The wave representing uh, life, water representing life and, and how beautiful is the wave, right? How beautiful is the beach? I mean, we live in Miami. I mean, if you're not a beach person, I'm sorry for you. I love the beach. I'm a beach person more than a boat person. If you can get me on some sand and just hanging out and have a snack or a picnic, that's what I want to do. It's a place you want to be. It's perfect on so many levels. But the wave, like your words, can also be catastrophic, can it not? The wave, like your words, can also be like a tsunami of damage, and it can completely change a person's world if you're not careful. I mean, maybe you've seen the rip current warnings at the beach, and you've seen some of those things. I don't know if any of you have ever been caught in those. I haven't. When they put the flags out, I stay off because I'm, I'm a swimmer, but I'm not a great swimmer, and I'm not going to even try it because they say it doesn't matter how strong of a swimmer you are, you can die in the rip current, and I believe them. But think about that. Your words have that same kind of power. They have that same kind of force. They have that same kind of control over you that they can cause serious damage over your life. And so that's why we have Speak Life with this series, with this image. Because it's beautiful, but it's powerful. And that's what your words are. Here's what the wisest man in all of the Bible says, Solomon, in Proverbs chapter 15. He wrote this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Think about that for a second. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Here's what he says in verse 2. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of fools gushes folly. Okay, so think about this for a second. Here's the wise man, and he's adorning knowledge. He's just, he's like, another translation says he commends knowledge. He just, everything that comes out of his mouth is just like, man, I need to write that down. I need to tweet that. But the mouth of the fool <coughs> gushes folly. You see the difference? The wise man commends and adorns knowledge. The fool just gushes folly. Your words are powerful. Your words have influence. Your words have power. Here's what it says in verse 4. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. But a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse or deceitful tongue, it crushes the spirit. Can you imagine with me for a second how your tongue, when it's spoken with soothing words, with healing words, is a tree of life to heal that person that's down or discouraged. But that tongue, that, 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 that deceitful or perverse tongue, can really even take somebody that's low and make them even lower, crushing the spirit. You see, some of the things we say, some, here's some of the things we might say. I mean, think about these, these comments that maybe you've said or you've heard other people say. Um, did you hear about so-and-so? Did you hear what happened to them? You know, that, what, what happened in their life? And, and, and maybe you can kind of like uh, put it in the form of a prayer request. Hey, we really need to pray for so-and-so because I just heard about this. I just heard about the situation. And, and it's really more of like a gossip than it is a prayer request. But that's, 
uh, one of those ways in which it's gushing kind of folly out of your mouth. That's how it causes harm in your life. Another one is this passive-aggressive comment that we can sometimes say, and I've said it before, my wife said it before, I, I, uh, it just it happens sometimes, but something happens and, and we're upset about it, and so we try to soften it a little bit, and we're like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, and then, we, then we're super rude, right? We say something rude. It's our words that affect, and they have power over us, and, and it's that passive-aggressive insult that can sometimes hurt, or maybe you know this one, you're familiar with this one. I'm not super familiar with it. I hear it, but I'm always like, every time somebody says it, I'm like, what? What did you just say? But it's this not for nothing. Hey, not for nothing, which uh, it, it's supposed to soften the blow of an otherwise negative comment. Like, not for nothing is double negative, so I already get confused a little bit. I'm like, does that make it positive? What does two negatives make a positive? What is that? But not for nothing, but I hope I never see you again. Wow. And then you just throw on there at the end, just saying, you know, like, how hard is that? How harsh is that? Like, I, I, I just tried to soften it a little bit, so I threw in a not for nothing, and I ended with a just saying, but what you said was harmful. What you said was hurtful. What you said affected that person in a way that you can't just throw a just saying at the end of it and expect that it's going to be okay because it's not okay. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18, 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Like, in other words, whatever you say, whatever's coming out of your mouth, you are going to eat the fruit of the things that you say, good or bad. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited when it's good. It's great when it's good. But it's horrible when it's bad, isn't it? It's like, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I would have been able to take that thing back. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You will eat the fruit of that. You know, last week we looked at the vision that Ezekiel had of the dry bones of Israel. And he spoke life over the bones, declaring the word of God and prophesying to the breath. And what happened? When he declared the word of God over them and when he prophesied to the breath, the spirit of God, it says a vast army came to life and stood up on their feet. Their bones didn't come to life just for the sake of more people to populate the planet. No, I believe God gave Ezekiel that vision to remind people that once you have his word and once you have his spirit, once the word of God and the spirit of God begins to breathe life into you, it's going to make you spiritually powerful, not just another person on the planet just to stand up and take up air, but to literally be powerful. That's why I think Ezekiel had the vision, and the vision led to a powerful army, a vast army. This morning, I want to take you to kind of the series theme verse, the verses, James chapter 3. This is where we, we are, and this is kind of the verses that we used in the promotional videos on the website and everything, but this is, this is James chapter 3, James, the brother of Jesus. And I love that, the fact that, that this book, this short six-chapter book was written by the brother of Jesus because it kind of like validates one more time who Jesus is. Because if you can talk your brother into believing you're the Son of God, the Messiah, born again, if you can convince him, then there's got to be some truth to that. Wouldn't that be the case? Like, think about your brother. Think about that person that's close to you that you've grown up with and you've saw them grow and develop. And it's like, you're not just my brother. You are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. Like, that's how validated that I see when I read this, this verse. That's how, that's how uh, valid it is that James is saying these words. And so these words even have a little bit more power to me 
just because of this. And this is what he says. James chapter 3, verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. I don't think that's any of us in this room. Able to keep their whole body in check. Verse 3. And when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by such a strong wind, by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is in self and is itself set on fire by hell. Can you hear the, the power in those words? How, how powerful James is trying to explain to you these words are? He says in verse 7, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. And with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Man, did you hear those analogies? Did you hear the, the way in which that James is trying to describe in those short amount of verses how many different analogies that he used for the tongue? I mean, he says it's a bit for a horse, a powerful animal, the rudder for a ship, the spark to a forest fire, to a blaze, the, uh, the, the, the power to tame all kinds of animals, but not the tongue. Like we can tame any animal, including reptiles, which who wants to tame a reptile? Who wants to tame a crocodile? But we can't tame that tongue. And then finally, another analogy. There was a couple others, but even poison. He says that the tongue is like a poison. None of them, as you heard, were the dandelion. None of them did James say were like the dandelion. I need you to get that James, the brother of Jesus, the writer of this book, is trying to say to each and every one of us that your words are powerful. He throws seven analogies at the power of the tongue in 12 verses. Why? Because it's how powerful your words are. You've heard of one cigarette starting a forest fire. It's destructive and it gets out of control. Just, just one uh, ash not put out and making sure that the, the campfire is not completely put out can literally destroy homes and lives and communities all because of just one little ash or one little fire. The same can be said of your tongue. Think about the ways your life, your words can speak life or death. Have a few examples of it just to remind us for a few minutes of that. First of all, your, your words can, can be used to uplift or to tear down. To uplift or to tear down. I mean, you can say something like, man, you look great today. Or you can say something like, didn't you wear that last week? You know, it's, it's one or the other. Your words can use, be used to uplift or to tear down. Your words can be used to bless or to curse. Man, I pray that God will help you to pass that test, to get that promotion, 
to win that game. I believe in you. You can use your words to bless or to curse. And you're not going to be able to do it. Don't even try. Like, and as I was writing this message this week, I was thinking about it in more of kind of like a figurative language that just like, um, you know, saying, well, you're not going to do it. When I had a phone call from a friend of mine that was struggling and calling me because she, she was struggling with a coworker that had um, been, been uh, she's been in conflict for, I guess, some period of time. And this coworker who had practiced Santeria had uh, that very week had began to proclaim Santeria curses over her. And she, be, she was very afraid. She was scared. She said, Pastor, I don't know what to do. But she was cursing my family. She was cursing my home. She was cursing my life. How many of you know there was power in the tongue? But we also have power in our tongue. And so together we prayed the blood of Jesus and the power of Jesus over her life and protection over her life and, and ask that God would just, through the, the, the words of Jeremiah, that he would know the plans to prosper and to protect and provide. Like, it was curse, cursed words that we had to turn into blessed words. That coworker has later since been terminated and God is faithful and God is in control and God is sovereign even over the forces of dark evil. But your words have power. They affect us in so many ways. You, you have the words. You, your words can either be to accept responsibility or to pass blame. Like you can take the responsibility for your part in the outcome and, and that's the right thing to do. Or you can just say what sometimes I've heard my daughter say. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Like are you sure there's not even an ounce of fault in this that you can do? No, it's not my fault. That my shoes were out on the floor. It's because you made me like go to bed too quickly or something like that. You know, it's really take some responsibility for your actions instead of just passing the blame. Gratitude or complain. Gratitude, giving thanks or complaining. Saying thank you so much. Man, I can't believe what you did for me. Those are powerful words when you could say thank you to someone. Complaining is, is really, that's the best you could do or even uh, something that sometimes... We hear our, our kids say is meh, you know. Did I say that right? Meh. M-E-H? I don't know if I said it right. Meh. You know what I mean, though. It's like, I just gave you that yesterday, and you're already, like, complaining or, or just not even grateful for it. Your words have power, especially when you're thankful. But even worse, when you're complaining. One of my pet peeves, one of my personal pet peeves is, is no gratitude. It's not... not not just a meh, not just a like, but like literally, I, I had a, a, a family member at one time that gave another family member this, this gift at Christmas. It was an amazing gift. It was an expensive gift. It was a costly gift. And it was uh, a, father, a son to a father. And he had never done anything like this before. And it was just such a powerful, powerful thing. And when he gave it to him, the father was like, whoa, you can't afford this. Whoa, why did you do this for me? Whoa, I, no way, this can't happen. And I'm just like, just say thank you. Please just say thank you. He says thank you. He says thank you. Like I'm trying to thank him for him because the guy like sacrificed a lot to do it. But for whatever reason, he couldn't say thank you. He could say that's too much or I can't believe it. But what is the, what, where is the issue in our heart that we can't just say thank you? For what you've done for me. Maybe you've seen that or experienced that. Our words have power. When you say I love you. It's powerful. When I say I hate you. It's 
just as powerful. Lasting impacts, lasting impacts on our lives. Hate and prejudice. Your words have power when you tell the truth, when you tell a lie. It affects you. It affects those around you. Remember the, the I'm, I'm dating myself, but in the 80s, the, the, the little um, public commercial that would come, if you lie, one lie, it leads to another. If you lie, two lies. I don't even know the, po- the, the rhyme to it. Maybe you've never heard of it. But anyway, it was this thing that, that like, it leads to other lies, and, and it just continues to compound. And the truth has power, but lies also have power, and they control you. Goodness versus gossip and garbage. The point that I'm making, and I know I've given you a lot of examples, but I just need to remind you, like, there's power in your tongue, good and bad in your tongue. You hold it in your mouth. But the point that I'm trying to make to you today is is that hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. I posted it on social media this week, but I just, I felt like I needed to kind of like re-emphasize this, that if, if you are, if someone is saying these things to you, just know that it might not be you, first of all. It might be something that they're going through. So consider the source. James says in chapter 1, verse 19, he says, Be slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because sometimes there's a reason behind it. There's something that they're going through, and it may have nothing to do with you. Hurt people oftentimes hurt people. But if it's you, if you're the person and you're hurting other people with your words and your tongue and you're, you're, you're gossiping or you're hating or you're, you're lying or you're complaining or you just can't show thanks, you can't express love, now's the time to look at your, your own life and ask that question. Man, why do I say these things? Why do I talk like this? Why do I feel this way? Has someone hurt me that I'm not healed from? Find healing from your hurting so that you can stop hurting other people in your life. So there's two things that I want you to kind of take away from the message this morning. The first one is, is that we've got to stop spewing poison. We've got to stop spewing poison. Chapter uh, 3 in that, that chapter we read, verse 8, says it's a restless evil full of deadly poison. And James says in verse 11, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't happen. And he makes it even clearer when he says, can a fig tree bear olives or can a grapevine bear figs? No, it just doesn't happen. Neither does a salt spring produce fresh water. Good friend of mine throws out curse words at least once in every conversation. And honestly, I'll be, you know, I I don't have a problem with it, with with people that that I just see in public or whatever, and I'm I'm just kind of used to it. I hate to say it. Maybe I'm desensitized a little bit. But it's when it's somebody that I'm close to and that I know really well. And it's like not just once in a while. It's like literally every time we get together, they have to do that. And part of me thinks it's almost like a shock factor because I'm the pastor and he wants to just kind of like drop that for me just to remind me of who he is and who I am. I don't know the deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like just pick on him. But can a salt spring produce fresh water? And can olives bear figs and vice versa? Is there something going on inside your heart that needs to change in your life? Not specifically just talking about four-letter words that may have been just culturally what you've done your whole life and and you have a different interpretation of a word than I do. Like, I'm just kidding, I wasn't going to say it in church. But you know what I'm saying? Your words have power. 
and not to be a hypocrite because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Maybe I don't struggle with four-letter words. But when I see somebody doing better than me in life, for example, somebody that I grew up with or that just seems to be killing it, you know what I mean? They just seem to be doing amazing in life, family, uh, job, whatever the thing may be, I tend to get a little bit judgmental. Like I can't tend to start kind of thinking out loud or under my breath, they're probably not doing that good. That's probably like Facebook fantasy. That's probably not even real. And I begin to make this jealous prejudgment of why they seem to be doing so great. That's not okay. Those words hurt, whether even if it hurts them, if I say them to them or if I say them to someone else or if I even say them to myself, those words have power. And I've got to be careful the things that I say because a salt spring doesn't produce fresh water. My point is, is I need to change. And my point is, is that maybe you need to change in some area of your life. Let's start working on that. Let's start speaking life. Stop pretending that it's cool, that it's natural, it's just who I am. Stop what James says, spewing poison. Stop spitting poison out of your mouth and start controlling the words that you say. I'm going to invite Akeem to come back up. And this is the second point that we started with this morning. Your words will determine your destiny. Your words will determine your destiny. The direction of your life will be formed by the words that you say. And to some extent, as we mentioned in the beginning of this message, it may already have. It means that the things that come out of your mouth are part of the reason why you are where you are today, good and bad. In fact, this is what John Maxwell uh, says. Your tongue is like this spiritual meter, and it gauges your faith. How does it do that? Your faith will never register higher than the words that come out of your mouth. In other words, here's, here's your mouth. It's kind of like a gauge. It's kind of, if you can imagine a gauge in the car or whatever that thing is. And the words that you say will never register, your faith will never register higher than the words that you say. So you can't say, I'm going to accomplish this, or I'm not going to accomplish this and have the faith to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Your words determine your the destiny and the direction of your life. So when you say, I can't lose weight, then there's no way you can lose weight when you say that. So when you say, my kids are horrible, then there's no way that your kids are going to improve when you say your kids are horrible. So when you say, Miami is the worst place to live, it's never going to get better when you say it's the worst place to live. So when you say God doesn't answer prayer, your faith is the met register. It's the meter that determines the fact that he will not answer your, pr- your prayer because it's a prayer of faith that pleases God. So you say, I'll never get out of debt. You'll never get out of debt. Your words will determine your direction and destiny. Instead, you should speak life and say things like, I'm losing weight. I can do this. I love my kids. They're so talented. I can't wait to see what God does in them. Miami is the best city. And the traffic, it's amazing. I love the traffic. friend of mine, uh, she, she used to say, I, I, I love to ride in traffic because I'm with all my friends. And she had this perspective. She would ride along and she would say, these are my friends, even though they were you know, giving her hand gestures and different things. 
That's the attitude that you've got to have. We're in this together. We're, we're, we're getting out of debt. We can, we can pay off our bills. We're on a budget. I will have more money than month. God is answering my prayer. I believe him in his word. I have prayed and I have left the rest up to him. Just say, I trust God. Let's practice this together. Whatever the circumstance, think about it for a minute. Think about your un, 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 like the thing that's bigger than you, the mountain in front of you. Think about it right now. Picture it. Could be a family member. It could be a financial situation. It could be a, a health issue. It could be a relational issue. Picture it right now. Stop right there. And then say, I trust God. Let's say it together. One, two, three. I trust God. God can do it. God can do the things that you cannot do or you don't know how you're going to do it. Trust God in all things. Ephesians 4 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Stop saying stuff that hurts others. It's like the spark that creates the forest fire. So that fire, it killed dozens of people and it destroyed hundreds of homes and it burned thousands of acres. But it all started with just the spark. All started with just the little bit. You didn't have to write a dissertation. You didn't have to set up the date to create the fight. It was one passing comment. And that comment changed the direction, the destiny. It created the fire in your life. You've got to think about the words that you have because it can destroy lives. And it all could have been prevented with some simple prevention. Smokey the Bear is always talking about put out your forest fire. I mean, put out your campfires. Make sure that, that all of the ashes and the embers are put out. Make sure that you, you uh, dispose of your cigarette butts properly. Don't drag chains. I didn't even know this was a thing until I was driving down Tex in a, on a Texas highway and, and the train chains that drag on the trailers, when they cause sparks against the road, it causes fires, causes grass fires. Whatever that thing is, do those things, prevent those things, and lives will be saved. That analogy transfers into your life. What do you need to do proactively to start doing in your life so that stars, sparks stop flying? So that the sparks stop flying in your life. Here's what Luke says. The good man, chapter 6, verse 45. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to get to a preventative measure. We've got to stop just like after the fact saying sorry. We've got to stop after the fact trying to like resolve the issue that already has happened. And we've got to do preventative things. Kind of like when you have uh, high blood pressure and, and cholesterol so that you don't get the heart attack, you start exercising and eating right. You've got to start acting right and exercising your mouth in certain ways. We've got to do things. We've got to get to the root of the problem to change the outside. You've got to change the inside. And the only thing that can change the inside is giving space to the Holy Spirit to have control over your heart. That's what you've got to do. So you move the garbage out by stopping the gossip, stopping the cursing, the tearing down, the lies, the hate, the prejudice, and replacing it with things like love and joy and peace patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. You take the garbage out and you put the goodness in and you say, God, help me to be able to speak life in every situation 
in every circumstance. God, help me to change from the inside out. I give you control of my heart. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in me from the inside out. Because I know my words are determining my destiny. And I don't want my mouth to spew any more poison. This morning we're going to sing a song and the band is coming back. It'll be an opportunity for you to respond. You can respond right where you're sitting, right where you're, we're going to stand together in just a minute. You can, you can respond right where you're sitting. You can pray right while we're singing. You can come forward. If you want to pray, uh, my brother Charles is going to be on this side. I'm going to be on this side. Some, some of our, uh, our, our prayer team are not here. But if there's something that we can pray with you about, be happy to pray with you. We're going to sing the song. And whatever the thing is, whatever the case may be, if you have a need, if you have something that you just need to lift up, let's do that now, even as these songs go. Let's sing together. Actually, let me, let me pray as they prepare. Are you guys about ready? Heavenly Father, prepare our hearts, prepare our lives, prepare our minds for what it is that you want to do. Stand up, everyone. Would you stand with me? God, you know where we're at today. You know our words. You know the power of our words. And here and now, we're declaring that we want to begin to speak life and make it happen even now as, as we make a public profession for some that we're just going to come forward and get it right between us and you. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Oh, there's a name We will fix
Man, if uh, this morning you're praying about and asking God, God, uh, I need your Holy Spirit to fill me up. I'm a Christian, and and trust me when I tell you this, I'm I'm right there with you. But I've said some stuff that just spews poison. It's like salt water coming out of this, what's supposed to be a freshwater spring. Holy Spirit, I want you to come in and change me from the inside out and, and, and help me. I want to I be free of the gospel. I want to be free of the garbage. I want to be free of the hate. I want to be free of the complaining. I want to begin to show gratitude. I want to say thank you. I want to show love. I want to express blessings and not curses. I want everything that God has for me and nothing that the enemy is trying to throw at me that's you today and you would just say pastor would you just pray for me right where I'm right where you're at you're, I'm not going to bring you to the front or anything but if you're if you just say pastor would you pray for me I just want to begin to express that in my life I want to speak life would you lift your hand right where you're at praise God for you all around the room praise God for you all around the room God you see hands you know hearts you know where we're at thank you Lord we ask that you would do just that that you would begin to speak life into our souls, God, into our hearts, God, and that, that we would be healed because healed people don't hurt people. Whatever the thing was, whatever the past is, God, that we would be able to find forgiveness, find redemption, be able to experience the, 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 the change, the sanctifying work in us so that we can just be made new, God, a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The new has come, God, here and now. We're praying that for every hand lifted, for every heart, God, that you would just begin to speak life. And I start with me, oh God, that you would help me to lift up those that have done greater things, God, to, to, to celebrate with your people, to celebrate with those that are doing amazing things, God, that I could just be able to be happy for the things that are happening. Help me not to be judgmental towards anybody else. And now this morning, if with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you would say, Pastor, because it starts with a, a personal relationship. This isn't a religion. Our faith, this Christianity thing is a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So it starts with that. Like if you haven't been able to, to um, you know, find that peace, if you haven't been able to experience what we're talking about, maybe if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. Those are two key words. Those aren't just like nicknames for the for God. That, that That's a declaration that Jesus, you are Lord. In other words, Jesus, you're the boss. Jesus, you're in charge. And right here and right now, I give you control of my life. I give you control of my family. Jesus, I ask you to be in charge of all these things. If that's you today, then you would pray this prayer. And if you're, you're, uh, you're also asking him to save you because it's not by works that we're saved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says it's not by works so that any man can boast. We're saved by grace through faith. 
And if you've never prayed and received Jesus as your Savior, this is the prayer. You can repeat it out loud as I repeat it out loud. You can say it in your heart, however you want to do it. But it's a prayer like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. I pray that you would come into my life. You know where I've been. You know what I've done. You know my past. You know my present. You know my future. Here and now, oh Jesus, I come before you and I ask you to forgive me and to come into my life and to make me brand new from the inside out. I want what Trevor's talking about. I want that Holy Spirit to fill in, fill me up. I want the, the, the fresh water to come out of me and inside of me and to flow up all around me. Oh God, I pray that your spirit would just fill me up. I declare you Lord and Savior. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Because you died for me today, I choose to live for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Man, if you made a declaration today, when you fill out the communication card that's there that I, I introduced you to attached to the other one, the perforated one, just check the box and let us know so we know how to pray for you and maybe even follow up with you. You can also reach out to us, but take that step and say, I'm following Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus. Take that step. Jump into growth track today. Come over for the, for the meeting. I know it's Mother's Day weekend, but we do it every second Sunday of the month. So just come be a part of it. Take those next steps. Mikey, would you come on up? Wow, what an awesome way to get Mother's Day started, just spending some time with the Lord and being in His presence. Um, can we make some noise for someone who's ready to speak life into their world and to the people around them? All for the glory of God. It's all for His glory. This is the part of our service where we worship God through tithes and offerings. So as we prepare that, just a reminder also that since today is Mother's Day, we do have that gift. So make sure that you get those connection cards filled out. And on your way out, you can um, get them from Misty. Also, if you're new here and you just have a connection card, you can drop them off on the way back. There's some ushers with some buckets and there's some boxes there as well. And Growth Track is immediately after this. So if you're looking to get plugged into Renew, you want to see how you can help and serve here, come meet us in the art classroom by the nursery. Um, the worship team has one more song for us. But before we get to that, let's pray. God, bless all these families here, Lord. I thank you for, for their time, God. We thank you for your presence, Lord. I pray for all the mothers here, God, that they continue with this day, Lord, and just be honored and blessed, Lord, by you, by their family, by everyone around them, God. I pray that, that all the, the tithes and offering, Lord, that get poured into this ministry, Lord, just be glorified in your name, God. You do amazing things through this ministry, Lord, and through these families represented here today, God. It's all for your glory, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
you guys. Have an awesome Sunday. Have an awesome week. And thank you, moms, for everything that you do. God bless you guys.